You're gonna die. What's going on, folks? You are listening to The Quarter Note, an album review podcast. Four musically inclined individuals analyze a single project at a time. It's your boy, Jay Cash. What's good? It's the Fred Astaire, the Tupperware, Jelani Carter. It's the uncreative Andre Dowd. It's the always changing his name, Cocaine's Dr. Seuss. Thanks for tuning in, as always. <laughs> you know what I was gonna do, Jay? I was gonna pull up your voicemail and introduce myself as your voicemail. Thought <laughs> 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 that'd be too petty, and I forgot. Key, so. Is that what got you cast? The sniff took you out. Cut him out. Got <laughs> a whole lot of that today. Uh, obviously, <laughs> listeners, we're reviewing "It's Almost Dry," the latest album by Pusha T, produced half and half by pharrell and kanye west um andre what you got for us <laughs> good stuff good stuff anyways let's jump into <laughs> uh, ratings 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 <laughs> oh, no. um i think uh, the solo career push T uh has been defined by a specific kind of menace he is a menacing figure in the rap game and maintains that menacing figure on its almost dry to the point where he articulates himself as a supervillain similar to the Joker. Here, the production coming from two quote unquote super geniuses, if you think of Kanye as a super genius or whatever, um, but the at least with music, yeah, the push the teeth, anything, anything outside of that, I don't know, right? Yeah, um. Um, Pharrell rather handles one half. Yay handles the other half. And it's I don't I don't know what to make of it personally, but it's it it is a quite menacing soundscape to the sound you know, this this point of Pusha T's long going menacing mm-hmm. story. The uh yeah. part five of the cocaine saga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for real. I mean I like the fact that you use the word menacing because Terrence Thornton is scary good at rapping. <laughs> Always. Every single time I hear this man rap, I'm just like, you are too good at what you do and you need to relax. And uh, I mean, personally, I really enjoy this album. I'm always down for a Pusha T album. like, And I do love the fact that uh, he got Ye back in his bag, for real, with production. Right, yeah. uh, Pharrell is sounding very... Lord willing, half no fury ish mm. on these beats. Um, I'm curious. Did you guys listen to the version of the album Pharrell versus Yeah? Oh no, I saw he, that. I did. And I didn't realize that that was like an official thing. I okay, so keep it G. I didn't realize that was official thing until earlier today, and I was like, oh, this would like kind of behoove me to listen to, so we can kind of compare and contrast. Because uh. um, the the normal uh, layout of the track listing, it seems to be like one two one two or like two and then two you know what i mean like uh it's a pretty healthy mix of pharrell and yay production going back and forth um i mean okay so my favorite song on the album by far is dreaming of the past Hmm. but i do think i like the pharrell produced 
songs a little bit more than the Kanye produced songs, mm-hmm. but I do love everything I heard. I, I know we were talking about it a little bit uh, earlier, Cass, and I think I remember you saying that you liked the Kanye production a little bit more. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just like Kanye and Pusha, mm-hmm. but I think the Pharrell production grew on me a lot since then Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it just i mean other than the fact that like they are the same beats Mm -hmm. like it's i just can't get over the fact that like the drums are all the same it's like blatantly i mean while it is i mean that's a signature it's a signature certainly certainly um and it, it like also to that same point like i don't think it takes much away from it either though you know what i mean like yeah um i i like Hearing the Ye versus Pharrell part, the um how that project was laid out, I think I liked it better because I feel as though like listening to the listening to it's almost dry in its original form, I felt like it was a bit scattered. Like I felt like it started off a little weird and then even as it like even the second leg of the tape just kind of it just fell off a little bit. But like, nonetheless, like production was crazy all all across the board. Like, let the smokers shine at coops is fucking wild. Boom, this boom, song boom, is boom, boom, boom. wild. Oh my god, yeah. that yeah. might be top ten, if not top five, for L beats of all time. Mm-hmm. I so yeah, I guess we talk about the production first. I was so I was talking about this album with some other people, and so. Uh, Someone had said that um, Pusha picks weird beats to rap on. Um, yes. Part of me, yes. he does. Part of me agrees, and then part of me also likes that because it like kind of forces him to like do different things. I feel like vocally he does a lot of interesting things. Yeah. Um, maybe tweaks his voice up a little bit here and there. Yeah. Um, I mean, he definitely is emulating Biggie a lot mm-hmm. on this album, and he and even on like Instagram posts and different interviews, he was like saying that like. I think he had like a conversation with Diddy uh, a few years ago that kind of like changed up how he thinks about his raps and how he wants to per- like uh, build up his solo discography and persona. Like on a lot of these songs, uh, you can definitely hear him like dipping more into that like biggie mm. bag, even with like the type of like uh, heftiness that he puts into his voice. That being said, I. I just don't know who Pusha T is rapping to anymore. I I, told, I, I think I joked. Yeah, I literally joked himself and, and and definitely like an older crowd. Yeah, I was I that was the joke. I said Pusha T just raps for himself. Like there's no one else. I he feel like Pusha T talks to of like the uh, strange dichotomy that like I hear from NBA players where it's like as a professional athlete you have to kind of get motivated sometimes, and so sometimes you're like grasping at straws to be like. I don't weigh the guy. That guy looked at me. I'm about to fucking go off for 50 points. Pusha T could probably have a nice day. Like, nah, this day's too nice. The, this waiter fucking cooked my steak wrong. So now I got to go into the booth and wrap my ass off. Mm-hmm. It just seems like he's at a point where it's like he has to maintain that. And it, that's not a problem because obviously if he's giving us this music, I don't give a damn what the hell you're doing. I mean, the dude said he was while he was making this album was just watching the Joker on repeat, which is really which is- super villain activity. Normally, if I would hear yeah. that from any other rapper, I'm like, this is ridiculously corny. But then you get the final product and you're like, you know what? You you really you really might be the guy that you say you are. If you did, if we didn't already know that. I mean, I knew that. But like, 
this just felt like it was even more so because I felt like in comparison to Daytona, Daytona was kind of like a lot more reserved. Sure, he was throwing shots, but he was like, please don't tempt me. This was like he's already been tempted and now I'm just unleashing hell on everybody involved. I like this as a follow up to Daytona because Daytona feels more bombastic in sound than this album for mm-hmm. sure. Like, I think the closest thing we get to Daytona on this album is um, Dreaming of the Past. I think that's the uh, or wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah, that's that's with both. I was going to say that it may be like neck and wrist. It's a little but neck and wrist is so it's hard, oh, but it's a, it's like yeah. calm in a weird way. If that Make makes sense. Make it with Ola. For else, are so goofy, bro. Yeah, <laughs> so mm-hmm. goofy. And even on that song, dude, the push is just doing weird stuff vocally too. Like he's, I feel like he is really kind of experimenting, um, just sonically with what he does with himself. Because I think we get the point at this point. Like he raps really well, and um, but I think with this this palette too, it also kind of forces him to do some some interesting things so yeah i think to like i think the interesting thing to me i I feel about pusha t is that like he's always uncovering something new in his style which like i feel like in the domain that he occupies like it's really easy to be linear it's really easy to just like do the typical boom bap stuff and then um you know talk that talk and just call it a day but i feel as though like push kind of being molded from like early pharrell and uh kind of growing under the wing of like jay-z and having kanye kind of be his like quincy jones in it to a certain capacity like has allowed him to like push so much deeper in an envelope that i don't think many people can push and i think pun not intended mm-hmm. Pusha T does that very well and like he kind of reveals um more elements to his style in this record than I think I saw in Daytona mm-hmm. like I felt as though like Daytona as a as a project was a good project whereas this one feels more of a better showcase of skill mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I mean like mm-hmm. some of those some of these tracks like um I while I wish uh scrape it off was like more of a push a T song than it was a Don Tolliver and Lil Uzi Vert's uh song. Like mm-hmm. what what'd you say? I love Don Dog. The minute he came on, I was like, Yes. Don really? Tolliver you be love fucking Don? floating on these bro, songs. He, bro. Yeah, that's all he does. He's he's so, he comes off a bro. little he comes off stale to me at times. Like it almost seems like the same I'm with you, Dre. single hit. Like, I don't know. It just there's nothing that's like very exciting to me about His Don voice Tyler. literally he sounds just, like you're in the clouds. I have no idea why how he does that. Yeah, he, just literally I would like I, like I definitely am not writing off Don Tolliver. Like I definitely think that he's he's like he's got something. I just I just never I've never been wowed by him before. But like and even on this record, I, f- I feel as though, like, that that chorus um, was, like, not very memorable to me, at least. But all that aside, like, th- that verse on, that verse that Pusha um, had, like, I felt as though I was not expecting that cadence. I was not expecting that flow. 
I was not expecting like the wordplay and how like the just how comfortable he sounded the my boy refrain during the whole verse was just really sweet and um the way he floated on brambleton was mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. super interesting and yeah. like i just feel like he's always cutting edge like i don't ever feel like i'm listening to a especially on this record like i don't feel like i'm listening to a, a um a verse where i can like uh expect a certain cadence and he'll give me that i just feel like he's gonna give me something else and be super sharp lyrically as well i think that attests to the fact that pusha t is really unique in the rap game because i can't think of another person that had an entire career and then started a second career on his own so he has this weird thing where we know he was good and he has such a body of work before he even started making the solo projects. But if you look at the solo projects, you almost kind of have to grade him as if he's starting from the ground up. But because he has those years behind him, it's almost like he's a veteran. But at the same time, he has that drive of like somebody of a younger rapper where like if you look at it, all right, you look at his age, you're like he's like 45, 44. You're thinking like this is somebody that would typically kind of stay in their lane at this point. And he still has that young man's mentality of like, no, I'm still getting my solo career moving forward. So I still need to push that envelope. But he has 20 plus years of rapping in the game. So you get this brand new kind of perspective where it's like it's old man rap, but he's trying to continuously push the envelope. You know, I think it's really interesting that you said that because I was literally thinking that before even hopping on the show, like, um, like I think back to like after like post clips that whole era and then him starting um I don't remember his like first solo tape. I think it was Wrath it Fear of, of yeah. God. Either Fear of God or Wrath of Cain. It was one of those two. Okay. Like I felt as though like those are like the solo mixtapes right, that came out with. Right, right, right. I think even like my name is my name. Like I love that. Yeah. Album. Is my name. I was playing the so, shit out of that one. Yeah, I mean, when so like that album for me personally is like a very is like very half and half. Like, it had as many highs as it had lows, and I felt as though, like he's at that point was like, still figuring out his solo space, like his his image in the solo space, and um, which is crazy because like he's he was still very good at rapping, so to like. F- try to figure out your stuff but also still yeah. rapping at a ca- at a at, a at that level still. right right yeah. right and i think this like this was also like almost on the cusp of like the good fridays so like he's definitely also like getting his feature game popping and like king push came out i think after that and that also was like okay he's like moving in this direction so this like to me like is like his pinnacle this is like i'm seeing what he was trying to what he has been trying to make for like the past decade you know what i mean and like Mm -hmm. i just feel as though like he he really nailed it like daytona was dope too and i think you could could probably say you could probably say like he reached where he needed to reach at daytona and like now he's just kind of like 
carving yeah. out just like finding a little bit more of that style and just being like okay this works let me, let me play around here and we play around there so it definitely took some time for him to get there because i i wasn't necessarily a big fan of um darkest before dawn and i was like mm, maybe you know because at that time i was almost like he might be going the cassidy route curry rapper but can't pull together songs but i think having that unified vision with a, a you know tapping in again with who helped him in his earlier career um really kind of brought him back on the path because yeah, it's it came full circle yeah, yeah it really did didn't it <laughs> it came full circle almost like 20 years to the t from at least yeah. like lord willing so to have that come back and him be oh shit better than he was at that time is crazy and you could almost do a a b comparison of it and you don't you don't really get that you know as at least in this industry you know people tend to you know splinter relationships and stuff like that but the fact that you kind of get that full circle moment is something that you very rarely see dre i'm curious what you think of i'm curious what you think of track listing i'm gonna let my mom finish I'll go first. Um, so I yeah, you're not getting clean audio for me for a little bit. So go ahead. Um, so I th- I feel as though I could probably do away with rock and roll. Oh yeah, I c- I can do away with. Um, I feel bad for rock and roll. Just so you can feel bad for it. Yeah, because like. Yeah, put the like, whole situation yeah, around the whole situation Cuddy around and it. Kanye, and like it's yeah. an okay song. Yeah, yeah, I I mean as as like the last song that we're getting from Kanye and Cuddy, yeah, it kind of it's kind of whack that it's like a whack song, Loki. <laughs> but it's just like that really which sucks because Kitsy Ghost like blew my mind. You <laughs> like, know, when the album that... came out, it was almost a miracle too because I wasn't even sure they were gonna patch this shit up then, bro. Exactly. Yeah, and uh-huh. the way it, like the, the fact that it turned out the way it did, like so good, I was like, oh, they're both returning to form. Like, yeah, I feel like just so you remember is a very essential part of this album. Funny enough, and then it serves as like a good foil to Diet Coke. You know, because it's literally like, yeah. let me tell you, like, don't don't forget, don't forget what this is about, dog. Like, you know who I am, and then Diet Coke is yeah. like, you're gonna make a joke now that I've reminded you who I am. Like, are you dumb? <laughs> are you dumb, fam? <laughs> That's, that's hilarious. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I mean, I can't. I really. I really. There's not a lot of fat I can trim off this record. Um, other it than might f- just be rock and roll. It, it might. Yeah. It's for yeah. It's probably just rock and can roll. Can we talk about malice like, being back? Yo, and that like, and like really, really rapping, like really ra- that. Yeah. Li- yo, that verse was monumental. Also, can we talk about how Pusha T just made a euphoria track because <laughs> i heard Lab- labyrinth and i'm like damn you trying to get on the yeah. soundtrack too and it sounded great <laughs> i don't know i was like i don't know great. how i feel about this dog <laughs> it's not it's not anybody's fault because that's that's labyrinth's job but i heard him and i was like oh euphoria <laughs> no but like if you saw the promo that he put out with that song in the background it's like it works like it's, it's fire mm-hmm yeah no and malice's verse on no malice yes he is he's only listed as malice on on some yeah. of these things 
He's, he's, he's just listed as Maui. He's bad now. <laughs> oh. He's, bad. Oh, he's putting his hands in the stuff again. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, no. Um, Malice's verse on this on uh, "I Pray for You" is like such a good closer to this record. Like, for some reason, um, I'm just gonna pull up the lyrics real quick because I remember him saying a few things that I was just like, "Whoa." Um, I don't, oh, I don't Hellcat still paddle when I shift Vietnam flashbacks. I get triggered by a sniff. Damn. Um, that shit was wild. And, um, uh, bro, because the uh, long, for the longest time, like a lot of people and even Pusha T was like thinking like Malice is the better rapper out of the two. You know what I mean? Interesting. Like, yes. And like. And that's why when, like, Fax was saying, like, it's funny to think about the fact that he had a whole career for, like, 20 years and then, like, had to start from essentially the ground floor, but not really. It's, like, I feel like there was even more of a chip on his shoulder because, like, people were, like, you don't even got your brother with you anymore and you're not even, like, chilling with Pharrell that much. Like, and, and you think you're going to make it work with, like, Kanye? And he just finished dissing this white girl and, like, it's, like, a whole <laughs> bunch of, like, different factors, like, going yeah. in it. And it's, like... And he, like, made it work very, very well. And he's, like, it's just crazy. Because they've always been rapping at this level. Like, I was talking about this earlier. Like, I was listening to their shelved album that they put out on DSPs that came out, that was supposed to come out in 99. And they've always been rapping at this level. Like, probably, definitely more aggressive because I'm pretty sure they were, like, low-key just getting out of the streets around that time. (laughs) But it's, like, it's just scary, man. Cass, to answer your question, um... Rock and roll and scrape it. Uh, excuse me. Rock and roll and hear me clearly. Only because I hate hearing uh, one uh, one song on two different albums. Yeah, and I feel that. Yeah, we got the Nego album first, and I was like, all right, whatever. This is a throwaway. It's not a yeah. throwaway, and I understand it fits the narrative, but also like because it came out first, I'm like, this isn't really like yours anymore. So right, right. Yeah, and that that beat is really cl- like clunky and weird and. It's it I like I didn't like how they sound it, it sounded so poorly mixed too. I don't know. Um but yeah, I mean like all the all the the Pharrell and Kanye true productions here like were phenomenal. Like all of them. <laughs> it's kind of crazy how he like was able to string these two together. And like I also remember him talking about in some of his interviews being like oh yeah like working with Ye is like kind of easy he just wants me to rap so i just do that but like working with pharrell is mad annoying because he's just like he's like too much in the pot like he just needs to make sure that like it's a composition from like start to finish like the cadence is a certain way how you said this is a certain way and it's like Pusher is just a rapper's a rapper's rapper. So like all of it is just like, yo, why why is this why is there so much why is there so much friction? But um which is like interesting because I thought it would maybe be the other way other around. Way. But yeah. um yeah, I uh I I do think like from a productive production standpoint, all of it is pretty immaculate, especially with like let the smokers shine the coops. 
kind of being my favorite of all of them. Um, and yeah, I guess it, I guess if I were to talk about favorite tracks, like I would say that and neck and wrist open air. I kind of, I, I oddly enjoy listening to, um, just even though it just, it just seems like such a, like filler track, but I just love the beat and like, I don't know. He's just talking about shipping drugs overseas in various different ways it's just fun to listen to it's a good and ride i think that they, yeah he rides the beat well and it's, yeah it's cool and brambleton he's kind of sounds like rick ross like it's like almost like yeah, that's this the, smoky that's like the biggie tracks that yeah. was like kind of uh too. uh yeah no don't that's that's also dope Yeah, other than the every other song on this album, like yeah. favorite songs of the album, <laughs> the the whole the whole thing. Yeah, I like the whole shit. I, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it's fucking okay. good. All right, yeah. all right. Ratings, ratings, ratings. Nine out of ten. I'm giving it. I'm giving. I'm gonna give it a seven for it, as good as it is. <laughs> Look. As good as it is, I will say the menace of this album kind of was off-putting initially. And I think listening... Motherfucker. Um, Listen to your mother. She said you're in denial. That's your, that's your mom's, bro. I, you know you're what it is? Denial. I think the album will grow on me for sure. But first couple of listens, like the murky nature of the album is not necessarily like a fun listen. And I don't like... It's funny dude, that, that I say that coming off of talking about like Vince Staples but like something about the production on this album no, feels like different yeah it it's it feels weird and so it's good like I don't know if like a seven or eight is appropriate like I like it I'm gonna listen to it because it's push and I enjoy push but like this is not like a like Daytona is a splash for me just because like Daytona felt like I don't know just like maximal or like max I guess like the the mom shut up um, <laughs> you better hope she doesn't hear you. Um, like how sandal flying? You just go cover your face. <laughs> how like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy was like this big ass maximalist project. That's how Daytona felt too. Kind of like swinging out the gate super hard, and then the this this swaggering. Why are you yelling? I don't get it. I hope I don't get that old words yell at the computer. <laughs> um, but for this one, yeah, like I guess the combination of Pharrell Neptune's style stuff, and then Yay, I don't know, it doesn't like tickle me all the way. So, but I like it. I like it, and I'm sure it might grow on me. I think it was growing on me as I was listening to it further. But my initial, my initial reaction was like, oh, okay. I think there's like a level of like, oh, it's funny you bring up Vince because like there's a level of like emotional dejection that he has that like where Push is like trying to paint you more of a picture, but I also more of a a movie. But yeah, I also felt like who was Pusha talking to? He's just talking to himself for like the duration of the album too, and then part of me just like, part of me was just like, okay, whatever, dog, because like I like I think it was just talking down to everybody. Like you niggas think that like. 
You're better like, than people me. People you call your favorites, or <laughs> yeah, like you think you can compare all the body that you say is your favorites to me? Like I, I said the president. I am. I'm yeah. the juggernaut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so part I'm, I'm push a ton. I guess that, that, that aspect to a degree. I was just like, okay, I get it. Um, I'm gonna give it a eight five. Uh, I still think I like the tone of more. Um, it's just a tighter like start to finish project, but this isn't that far behind. The only difference is probably just like length and maybe like there's an actual track that I can do without as opposed to Daytona. I wouldn't take anything out. Um, yeah, but it's still Pusha T and I absolutely love Pusha T. Uh, oh, it's a nine for me, dog. <laughs> nice. I like that. I love episodes with me and Jay Cass agree. I'm the buster here. You yeah, the bust. Seven is seven's crazy. Should I give it an eight then? <laughs> it's too late now. No, no. Hold on to that. You said that shit. You saw Jcast Cast type it in. You saw Jcast type it in. Yeah, he locked that in. You know what? You know what it is though. I will. I'll say this. I'm very kind of indifferent on this album in the range of seven and eight because I feel like I'm not giving this album nine. This is not a nine for me personally, but like it just like it rests in that space where I'm gonna listen to it because I like Pusha T, and there's a possibility of of it growing on me but i wasn't like blown out of the water when i heard this point fives exist that's true so like seven five then i guess is more appropriate yeah i see like, what you're saying yeah, yeah and, I, and I don't know if that's just like expectation not meeting reality where i was just like oh, okay mm-hmm. and i guess that's probably like the the biggest thing that i walked away with i was just like oh, okay this is cool but not like oh my god yeah for real yeah, and, yeah, and push like it's just yeah. it felt muted no, that's kind of like yes. his thing honestly yeah <laughs> Like, you know that it was, like, going to be the big thing. Like, the two most famous and frequent people I work with right. on the album. Right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you do that a lot, a lot. actually. They're also so, your very good yeah. friends. Exactly. Right. So, Pharrell so was at yeah, your wedding, my guy. I was about to say, are you mean Pharrell, the person that known you since you were 13? Okay. Surprising. At your wedding, Right? So, yeah, I guess 7-5 is, is more appropriate um, for me. Yeah, and that, I mean, that leaves us at an 8.3 for all of us, which is, I feel like, an accurate place for like the whole. super duper accurate. Yeah. Yeah. That was the quarter note. Thanks for tuning in. As always, find us at the underscore corner note on instagram tell us what you think especially in the polls on spotify do them polls bruv do them good looking i'm jay cass i'm jelani carter (sighs) thanks for yeah (laughs) peace and prosperity that was so much mucus that was so good (laughs) that was air baby (laughs) that was straight air